Here we are 10 weeks in to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I'm your host, Tammy Riley, and I really appreciate you tuning in to these episodes so we could all share and learn and grow together in this ever-changing world that we live in. And really, how can we put ourselves, maybe not first all the time, but first in our hearts and in our minds, right? And this week, Elizabeth Lenart and I will have conversations surrounding reading the signs, about taking a pause, and about how to identify the obstacles in your way so you can maneuver around them, through them, over them to really become the person that you need to be in this moment. So stay tuned for our rich conversation on self-care. Friends, welcome back to this week's episode of Living Well While Living Online. Uh, I am really thrilled to have my dear friend Elizabeth Lenart on today as our guest. She is definitely one of the most positive people I know, like in her interaction with you, in her posts, in her demeanor, the way she carries herself, like she's just graceful, gentle compassion, like that's what she oozes. So you are really going to enjoy our conversation today and listening to how she is managing in our new world. So Elizabeth, welcome. Oh, Tammy, thank you for such a sweet introduction and for having me here with you. I'm really excited to chat. Thank you. And Elizabeth is a fitness presenter and professional. I'll have her give a general bio. I mean, I know all about her amazingness, but I will have her share that with with all of you. She can give her little summary of her bio. Yeah. So I've been um, in the fitness industry since um, since high school, and I really started to explore a lot of it um, while I was in college. So a lot of teaching in college and uh, ultimately ended up running the, the programming in college um, my junior and senior year. So currently, I am um, a fitness presenter. I absolutely love this. Um, I am the uh, national program director for a program called Balatone. I am a master trainer with Bar Above and Chaos and Water Rower. I'm also a senior uh, national master trainer for BOSU in Surge Performance. So I present for them and I do some content development for, for them as well. And wow, um, and I enjoy teaching classes. Never going to leave the actual grind, you guys. Teaching classes is where it's at. Right. We'll always be a student, right, Elizabeth? Always. And for those of you that maybe don't understand the the terminology that we use in Fitness Master Trainer, it really means that Elizabeth is a, a teacher trainer. Like she creates content and education. So it's not only that you might find her in a local club or studio delivering a beautiful class for you, whether it's on the BOSU, uh, a high intensity workout or her gorgeous choreography with Balatone, but she also is one of the top presenters, meaning trainers for instructors in the industry. So that's conferencing as she referenced content creation. Uh, so it, it's a little bit more than just being your average fitness instructor. She, you you under, underestimate your qualifications <laughs> and abilities there, Elizabeth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So Elizabeth also, you didn't mention, but you have a background in um, counseling, I believe, right? Yes. My background is actually in education and counseling for sure. So I was a high school guidance counselor 
And um, I'm also a wellness coach. So I weave all things counseling and coaching into everything that I do. Yeah, I definitely find that in our our industry and in what we do with with the connections we have and and people and Elizabeth is a fabulous mentor. So when she works with you or trains you, like she's in for the long haul with you, and and where where this really comes out, right? All of your skills, we tend to be like counselors and therapists oftentimes to our students and our clients, don't you think? We do. And you know, what's funny about that is a lot of times fitness professionals will say, you know, oh my gosh, everybody thinks that I'm their counselor or their therapist. And some of us can actually do both. So it's It's really fun. It's the unexpected surprise. Yeah. And I think it's just, you know, innate to who you are or, or if that's in you, you know, you're a natural listener and, and we want people to feel better. So they're coming to your class. And this is what I love about what you and I both do. They come to your class because maybe it's physical and they, they want to tone up, they want to lose weight, they want to feel good. But really, you know, when they get invested in these programs that we work for and, and with a, with a true coach who is there for them, you know, the, the ripple effect of what this offers and delivers to them. Them, it supersedes anything they came in for. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. And I love how you describe it as a ripple effect because it absolutely is. It's internal and external together for sure. Yeah. We are so lucky that we get to to work with people in that in type of an environment, right? And um, I call it like the candy and the vegetable. They come to us for the candy. They want they want the workout. They want to be sweaty. But what we deliver is the vegetable, right? The the benefits of it and and the mind body piece, the health piece in, in their in their overall wellness, not just the physicality for sure. For sure. That's funny that you say that because I tell them all the time. I'm like, listen, I am going to sneak in wellness and empowerment like you would sneak broccoli into your child dinner. <laughs> like I'm just going to chop it up and put it in there and, and you may not realize it's happening, but it's there. Yes. Elizabeth and I definitely vibe the same. <laughs> okay. Elizabeth, what I'd love for you to describe is prior to things getting a little bit wonky in our lives, as we we know that you and I are both doing what we do and love in a c- completely different capacity than, than we were mid-March, if you could maybe just describe a typical day, like your routine at that point, what things looked like, where you were, um, were you going into a studio, how much was online, how much was in person, just give us a little overview of that. Sure. So uh, prior to our current situation, everything I was doing, I mean, uh, training clients and teaching classes in different facilities, it was completely in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Managing um, the Balatone team and and setting up um, workshops and clubs. I mean, there was definitely an online component of getting people and pieces together and organizing events and classes and going through those types of pieces were there, but actually giving a workout, entertaining someone through coaching classes, personal training, all of that stuff prior to COVID was 100% in person. Wow. So it's a big change for you and how you're delivering your wellness. Oh, it's definitely a huge change because we know our crafts and our passions and what our messages are. And suddenly it was, oh my gosh, our it was like losing your internet connection. It was happening 
get my information out and how am I going to make my people feel loved and supported and safe and get them what they need to feel whole because when we're doing, whether we're doing wellness coaching or whether we're doing counseling, whether we're doing fitness uh, classes, it's mental, physical, and emotional. It's all of those things. Mm, absolutely. So, you know, it was all of us were a little like things end and, and you know, you look around to yourself and you were probably by yourself and you're looking, oh no, you have your dog, your lovely dog yeah, friend. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we're looking around like, okay, now now what? If I can't physically go to that studio, if I can't deliver this content, what am I going to do? So how were you feeling in those moments? Like what were what was the dialogue going on in your head and how were you really, you know, processing all of this? Well, I know, Tammy, you'll appreciate this. I'm a big believer in signs and the universe mm -hmm. and a gravitational pull um, that's internal. And um, what's interesting about this is that um, I had a brick and mortar studio. And when my lease came up, I just had this internal conflict. And that was about a year ago. And I chose not to renew the lease because something was saying there's got to be another way. And I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. So right when all of this was happening in March, um, I was actually in the middle of taking courses on how to create um, a course or do training online. So that was actually happening um, at Idea PTI at the beginning of March before everyone shut down. So the idea of Studio E, um, E actually didn't necessarily stand for Elizabeth, but E Fitness. Literally, like e-commerce, email, e-fitness, and making it accessible to people because um, a lot of my clients had moved. And we were like, how can we keep everyone together? So the idea and thought process was there, but who knew it was going to be just put on a silver platter in front of us and saying, well, this is what you have to do, at least for now. Wow. I mean, yeah. that, but I mean, yes, I definitely agree with you with signs and you trusted your gut, which is always so important. I think you and I had this conversation and you were doubting yourself, but clearly it was the right decision. But how incredible that that was really it. And and look at where, where we do have to be in fitness and as professionals, where we are delivering certifications online and reworking things. And I love what our parent company that you and I both work for, Savier Fitness, oh. um, They've been delivering so much amazing content and giving instructors opportunity to get affordable education online and for us to still have our opportunity to be in front of people and, and to learn and grow. So, um, But this course must have been really, really educational for you in this moment. It really was. And the strange thing, Tammy, I signed up for that, for that course that I took in December. Wow. I know. I mean, it was crazy. And who knew that that things were going to be this way? But you know, the the some of, there are silver linings. There are a lot of really unfortunate and scary things. But some of the silver linings is um, wow. I mean, some of them are just being able to find a way to not just connect with people and deliver our message, but empower us to know that sometimes 
you know, whatever you believe in might be saying, no, nope, just not this way. Continue to mm. do your own, but you just have to do it another way. Um, and that's what we're all experiencing right now. And even though we may not want to, or maybe we might become frustrated, it's very empowering when you can take a step back and say, wow, talk about an obstacle being put in front of us right now. And what was my readiness to change? When was I ready to completely do that and look and say, well, it may not be perfect, but you know what? I'm going to keep moving forward because we've learned so much in a short period of time. For sure. And I, I just have to laugh because you and I are both in the same boat, but like this whole learning technology thing. And we're like, what? Oh my gosh. And I, I'm going to say like, I took your amazing workshop that you had and the internet connection was so bad. My heart broke for you. And remember we had to stop the broadcast and you had to like record it and send it to people later and do it again. It was, you know, everyone, you you just worked so hard. And and so I love how you can step back and see how that's empowering. I mean, I guess now we could see that in the- Sure. And it's fun, but it's tangible too, Tammy, because, you know, it can be, it's concrete, but it's also metaphorical because sometimes in life we're like, I want to do something and I can't figure out like why it's not working and nothing is going to change until you figure that out. And that Mm -hmm. was the same thing. So with that piece, it was a perfect storm. The the Wi-Fi connection got lost. There wasn't the finding out much later that, um, that just the the devices that were being used, even though they were only a couple years old, were no longer going to be compatible with the technology that we needed. So it was a multitude of things, but that's, that's like life. There's a multitude of things. So sometimes we need to fix more than one thing to get where we need to go. Oh my gosh. So true. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, that's again, I started out by saying your positive attitude, like it's very easy to get frustrated and to curl up in a little ball, but I feel like my observation of you, and I'm, I'm sure there are those days, but you, you just keep moving forward. Like you're like, that's okay, girl. I'm just going to come back tomorrow with the video. And you do with a smile on your face and you fix it. And I, I admire that so much in you, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know, um, we're lucky. We're lucky. And, you know, there are so many wonderful people out there. And there was an awful lot of, of patience and a lot of grace. I think people were treating each other and, and hopefully still are with a lot of grace and saying, okay, well, it's not perfect, but I feel you. It can't be just me having those internet connection problems, you know? <laughs> I know everyone's like our bandwidth is totally, you know, pushed <laughs> to the limits. And and that's, I mean that too, metaphorically, it's like the computer and what's happening, but, but our, you know, capacity to, to keep going and plug along. It's, it's, very difficult at times, but um, I really want to steer this a little bit to the idea now of of self care. And so, I guess just in general, what does that term mean for you? For for you and who you are in your life, what does self care mean? You know what I've found more and more is um, is self care really starts with self love, and I think self love is defined differently for each of us. So for anybody listening that is is thinking, well, you know, I'm not sure if I love myself and self-love is is something that might sound boring to you. Anytime that you're taking a step forward 
to do something for yourself, to take an exercise class, to break out your journal or say, you know, I need to better my skills somewhere. All of those things are acts of self-care and self-love. And so are you good at practicing (laughs) self-care? Well, I... No, no, I thought it's, I'm not, I'm very good at helping others. Mm, I Um, know you are. (laughs) I'm very good at helping others. And, but you know, our own self-care is, is challenging. Oftentimes that happens as fitness professionals um, because we don't like to say no, we don't like to let people down. So, you know, did we really need to teach those three or four extra hit classes or cycling classes this week? So, you know, what you learn over time is that if we're not taking care of ourselves, like you literally cannot take care of anyone else because you, you'll break down mentally and physically. So I think that, you know, while we've gone through what we've gone through these past few months, like people have gained more clarity about what they need to spend more time focusing on and, and what maybe a little less so. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I think we've had a little more contemplative time and we could also, I think maybe, I'm going to say we've slowed down a little, right? You and I both like get in the car and go and we're at this club and then we're on the road at this training. And so we would spend a lot of time extending ourselves out where we're still busy. You and I both discuss this. We're very busy some days. We might not get a lot done, but we're busy. But I think it's, yeah, it's more in one spot and you're, so you do, I think, see a little bit more, you have a, a little clearer vision of, of the implications and the ramifications of us not really caring for ourselves. I don't know why I feel like that's just been true for me, but that ability to see it more, more clearly. Yes. Well, you know, while we are, you know, while we were confined at home and I know that depending on where you are, there are different rules and restrictions, Um, you know, our bodies missed exercise for sure. If you're someone who was overtraining or overworking or overthinking, you know, everyone during that pause, though it was stressful in some way, for many people, part of that self-care, whether they realize it or not, is, you know, bodies were healing. Part of that um, healthcare, or I should say self-care, is so many people got to reconnect with family and friends through, oh my gosh, through phone calls and text messages and and hopefully to connect with themselves. So many people had those aha moments of, no, not this way. This isn't, this isn't something that um, I'm going to continue to do in this manner. Maybe there is a way that feels better. And we're here because um, we're supposed to feel good. And that's a big part of self-care when we're not feeling good about any part of what we're doing. Those are huge indications that we need to take a step back and be good to ourselves. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you and I and our environment and what we do and the amount of places we have our hands in, it's it's hard to sometimes see, like you said, you have to be good at saying no. We It's hard to see how we've spread ourselves so thin and that we might need to take that advice that we give our clients and to look inside to replenish and to restore. Um, I definitely find that I'm, I've been better about that and more intentional with it for sure. I love the word replenish, Tammy. That just really, you know what I mean? Like we hear restore, but to replenish, you know, if if people were able to do that, and I hope that people, you know, remember, you know, including ourselves that we need to replenish, you know, 
how we feel. We need to replenish our soul. So how do you do that? What would, what would replenishing look like for you? Right. And I guess we could say, you know, in the perfect circumstance of a day, how would you show yourself self-care and be treating yourself in a way that's going to restore and nurture and replenish? Sure. Um, I am definitely my best self when I am practicing the law of attraction, Mm. when I am journaling, and when I am just setting my intention. So sometimes when I, like if I get frantic, which for me, a nine times out of 10, that's triggered from technological issues. Let's be be honest. It's not a secret, you guys. But but what will bring me back in is I just need to set my intention for this moment. So I I may not be able to, you know, control the Wi-Fi or what I look like or what kind of leggings I have on or, or how great this class is. But if my honest intention is to deliver an experience that leaves people feeling, like you said, rejuvenated, replenished, elevated, empowered, then I'm doing the right thing. So if I can, um, my, I call her, you know, my spiritual leader always says pause. And I know what that means. And then I catch myself when I have not paused. So those are the things like pausing before responding, setting intentions, journaling, and practicing the law of attraction. Wow. Those are really powerful. And I think what I love about this is most people, for most of us, and this is why, you know, I really have set out to have these conversations is for most of us, we do see self-care as taking the fitness class, getting our manicure, right? We see it as that physical, tangible thing. And that's a part of it. But everything you've mentioned here is really a kind of more internal and it's taking that step back. And I love that advice because pause is huge. And I just have to say, as you were saying that, when I was thinking of my intro, one of the things that I wrote down is that I think you're always very thoughtful in your words. And I don't feel like you rush into a conversation or your language. So I see this pause in your everyday. Oh, that's so great to hear. Yeah, I'm I'm getting better at it, Tammy. So thank you. I'm definitely getting better. And, you know, we find, you know, there here's the counseling background, but I think when we can identify our triggers, mm-hmm. right? We have to identify our triggers and know what response they're going to bring to us and then figure out how we're going to react to those. So hopefully that makes sense, you guys, is when you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed and you're really stressed out and you have to respond to a situation, I'm going to be much better personally if I can take that pause, set an intention, as opposed to saying, oh my God, I think I'm losing my mind right now. There's so many things happening, which we all do, um, including myself, right? But yeah, that, that pause is, is really, really uh, crucial. So thank you for, for noticing that it helps us. It helps us really get ourselves present. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's definitely a practice with that because we are so, or most of us, I shouldn't, you know, stereotype or generalize, but most of us are quick to react. We're, we're very emotional. And so something happens and we want to respond and we also feel like we're in that culture right now where we feel like response has to be so immediate. But, you know, that taking a deep breath, that taking a step back, um, although it's seconds, can be so impactful in how we're responding to somebody and a situation. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Um, are you noticing, right? Cause now that we're spending a lot of our time online and, in, and again, you and I have had some of the same, <laughs> you know, struggles with figuring out our connection. And, you know, we have a, a guru, we don't even have to name her who like, will text you and be like, use this microphone, turn your setting on this. She could do it in her sleep. She sucks you in, in her sleep, right? She's amazing. <laughs> and for you and I, like we need a couple extra steps. And even for the, just so you know, it took Elizabeth and I a couple of steps today to get ourselves organized. <laughs> Because the um, the whole technology piece was not working in our favor, but we got it. We figured it out. Um, <laughs> but you know the idea of of energy. So I think anything we do, especially for us, we're very physical in the fitness world. It it costs us energy, and we have that physical, you know, ATP energy. But we also have the metaphorical energy and and how things make us feel energetically. So are you noticing any shifts in energy just with our online component with how you're delivering classes and content? And is that resonating, I guess, at all with you in, in, in the language that I'm using? Sure, sure. I mean, everything shifted. And in terms of our energy, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, setting the intention. And, and for me, you know, the, the law of attraction, technology stresses me out, but that's an obstacle. You know, so in order to do what we need to do, you you have to, you know, find your weaker link and definitely get better at it because, you know, people pick up on energy. If you're empathic, like I know many of us are, or at least are on some level, we're going to absorb um, that type of energy. So I find that as we are online so much, whether or not we get to interact with anybody in person or not, we need to be really aware of our energy that we're trying to share with other people and be really aware of how we're absorbing our energy um, or the energy back from other people, right? When we can change that energy up after the pause, after we, you know, have a little bit more self-care and uh, self-acceptance, it's going to change everything, how we get our message across, how we receive our message from others. So, you know, the reality is, is I think we've got to keep our, our energy in check and constantly remind ourselves of all the things that are going really, really well and reminding ourselves of how far we've come. And that's going to help shift that energy as well. Yeah, for sure. Reminding ourselves of how far we've come. I, I feel like I need to do a little bit more of that when I start to get a little frustrated and I think, okay, you know, two months ago, this was not in my language at all. And, and now I'm now I'm in it and, it and it's okay. I don't have the, you know, the, the heebie-jeebies in it and I'm not shaking and quaking. Right. I, I can breathe. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so with, with everything, you know, shifting and changing and we definitely, I mean, I know I've had moments where I have felt heavier and, and I don't know if the words grief or depression, you know, definitely yeah. shifts that I'm not used to, but do you find that you have somebody to reach out to for support? Have you needed that person? Is it somebody that you've always had and has been a go-to or is that, um, do you have like a new person? Like how are you managing support in your life? Cause I know you do, yeah. you and your dog live alone, correct? Yeah, we yeah, do. So that's huge. Um, you know, I, I have such an amazing network of, of girlfriends who I always refer to as my home team. Um, and, Wow. I mean, these women are just amazing. 
there are, so they are some of my, some of my go-tos, um, people that, you know, know you well, who accept you and love you, um, and really help steer you in those directions. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we always say we all have a, a role on the team, and that's how I, I lead this group of, of women through fitness and wellness. Um, we can't be the best of, at everything, but what we're all really good at is knowing, you know, who needs a little bit of TLC. So if you think about it, and I'll go into a little of the psych part, like if you're a kid, you know, if you, and, and you have two parents at home, you know, if you go, if you need something, you're going to go to dad. If you need something else, you're going to go to mom, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I would say is, is when we're looking for, for that help. And when I go to my girlfriends, you know, if I'm looking for, you know, my friend, Kathy, um, uh, is, you know, I call her one of my big sisters and, you know, she will talk to me in more of a maternal uh, manner. And I miss my mom dearly. So yeah. she might be that person. And then you go to someone else who's going to be, you know, when you're, you need that reality therapy, that butt kicker, who's going to say, listen, stop with the self-pity, get it on track. This is what you need to do. So I think that we, we kind of know deep down what we're looking for when we're reaching out to people as to what we need. Because, you know, when you were talking about depression, Tammy, we have to remember that we're grieving. This is a loss. Yeah. Maybe, right? So whether it has been um, grieving the loss of how you used to exercise or do business, or maybe you're grieving the loss of, of your business or connection with people. Um, I want to validate that if this is a loss, everything that's happening is, you know, kind of pretty much feels like there has, you know, almost been a death in the way of the world that we know. So we have to move into that stage of, you know, we get really afraid and we're, you know, we're denying things and we don't want to believe that this is happening, but it's when we move past anger and into, you know, acceptance that we can go back and start to be our best self. So all mm -hmm. those different stages, you know, those are the people you reach out to. Who's that person who's going to help you come to grips with how things are? You know, who's going to, who's that friend or family member that's most likely to hold your hand when you're feeling down? And, and you know, who are those people who are going to say, okay, you know, enough of the pity party. We're all going through this. I need to give you that a little bit less than gentle nudge in this direction because, you know, you got to get with the program. We're, we're moving along. And you need to believe in yourself. A little tough love, I guess. <laughs> yes. And who better to give tough, tough love than our home team? I love that that's how you refer to them. That's such a fabulous uh, <laughs> phrase. It's so interesting though, too, because I think that I have something similar right in my group. And I guess intuitively, I would reach out individually to someone based on what I need. But I see them, I see this group, right? Because they've been my my people for so long. Um, and actually, if you've been listening to our episodes, you met Jude and Mayer, who have been part of that group. But um, but I feel like I see them as a collective. And I, I guess I didn't articulate it or realize it in a way that you've said, that they each have a role. Because I think you're oh. right. Um and so I love that you just reminded me that I that I do that or that we do that because I think that that's you know important for me to to be aware of. I don't know. It's just interesting that I didn't see it in that way. Yeah. 
Um, okay. And then I want to actually ask you too. Um, so as you look at all this, how do you end up showing up for yourself? Right. So, you know, getting up every day and, and putting on the computer and making yourself learn how to do something and providing a service, or as you and I were talking about how much did we want to do online at first? We didn't Mm -hmm. jump right in with two feet. We kind of waited. So how are you showing up for yourself, I guess, to meet yourself where you are and also to make sure that you're moving forward in, in the progress? Well, I'll tell you, I am showing up with way more enthusiasm now that I have a mixer, Tammy. I'm telling you, that was the king. <laughs> you don't know I love it. The mixer is the magic so that I can teach classes virtually and it allows me to use a microphone. I hear you. You hear me. We're all on the same at the same time. And it's amazing. That's that's magical, magical for fitness instructors. (laughs) And it's, even though it's funny, I feel that's a great way to, to start to respond to these questions because, you know, I had to identify the obstacle, you know, there was something that's holding me back. And, and the irony of it is technology is usually my obstacle, right? And, and to have that feeling of, oh my gosh, I own every device that mankind has ever made. And now I have got the answer. And it was so liberating to feel like, you know what? Now I can show up and really give you everything. I can now be that person that's going to give you a better experience and, and give you, you know, a great environment. So, I mean, it, it, it is quite literal, but it's also figurative because, you know, showing up is, is finding, you know, getting over that obstacle and just saying is no matter how afraid you are of it, I fear technology greatly. Um, I, but whatever it is that you might be afraid of or that thing that's holding you back, if you continue to persevere and you conquer that obstacle, you're going to be able to present not just your most authentic self, but your most vivacious self and really be able to do that. And I, as silly as that sounds, you know, I know that I want to help people through fitness and through coaching and counseling. And having those systems in place made all the difference. And it's, you know, also when we identify our stressors and then we know how to deal with them, that helps us show up a whole lot differently too. So in terms of teaching, I'm, I'm great. I'm great with the, the virtual stuff. And it lets me show up uh, differently for in-person classes too, because I don't have that thing hanging over my head um, that's making me feel like we're not good enough and I'm not sure how I can do this. So as silly as it sounds, you know, where for me, a big part of that was, oh my gosh, I know what I'm good at doing, but I have not yet been able to nail down the best way to deliver that right? That's empowering. So whatever you guys are thinking about that's hanging over your head, or it might be keeping you from really shining your light, just keep going. If I can make a mixer work, you can solve (laughs) any obstacle. (laughs) I love it. I love it. The magical mixer. It sounds like it's going to be a movie, but, uh, you know, it's so true because you're such a giver, right? And our profession is, 
you know, it's not everything, but it is a lot of how we define ourselves. And so I just love that, you know, that self-doubt that we have because we can't deliver what we're, what we're used to delivering in a way that we want to, right? That is very connected to who we are as humans. And so it's for you and I, our, our strive for perfection and our, the, the place we hold ourselves to. And so when you feel like you're not able to deliver that quality and someone might not be able to hear me and, and I, and someone can't stay on the beat and, oh my gosh, it's me. You know, we feel like, you know, that we're not really doing our job. So how beautiful that this one simple tool, like a physical tool has enabled (laughs) you to actually not feel that guilt or self-doubt about yourself or to reframe perfection because you now have this confidence that you are delivering in a way that meets your own standards. And I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's not easy, but I think your, your big point is identifying the obstacle and, and then kind of observing how do we, and maybe not move it, but maybe we move around it. Or like you're saying, find another way to get around it. And that's such a huge reminder for us. Um, This is, this will be, I mean, I think some of our biggest um, lessons might be empathy through this situation. We, I think we've all become um, people who can, you know, give much more empathy to people. And I think that people are going to find that, you know, they might be served surprised at at how strong they are, how much they can really persevere. Um, I I think we're going to learn a lot of lessons about our inner strength. And I think there's more to come for sure. You know, there are challenges every day. But I I have to believe that at some point we will look back and say, wow, these are the lessons I've learned and be able to use them. And that's one of the reasons why I journal. It's a release of kind of like venting. But I'll go back and read the journals later, maybe even just glimpses of time and say, oh, my gosh, did I really think I can't believe I really thought that was such a big deal. Or, you know, depending on the journal entry, maybe say, you know, you know what, that's a great reminder. If I got through that, no matter what's happening today, I I can get through it and I can Mm. do it with a smile and a little bit of style on top of it. How about that? (laughs) That's perfect. Uh, again, many people journal out there and I, I ebb and flow with using a journal, but I don't know how often I do go back and use it as a reflective tool. And I think that you've hit on something that's just a really important reminder that we are putting it there for a reason, especially in this moment right now. And and it might seem like eons ago, but something you felt in March or April as this was just happening um, has such a different perspective right now in September where now this is kind of how we live, right? So um, yeah, that's really huge, Elizabeth. Thank you for reminding us of that piece. Um, And I do have one last sort of topic-y thing that I like to ask everybody. And again, I I know you and I know from our conversation already what we've said, you're such a good best friend. And so when people come to you, you can speak to people, not not flowery, like you're authentic and, and it might not be... Um, you saying, oh, don't worry, you didn't do anything wrong type thing, but, you know, helping us own who we are and where we are and reminding ourselves to move forward through it, that it's okay if we're not perfect, right? So I know that you have that ability to be a great best friend, um, but now I need you to take that lens and I need you to turn it on you. So are you able to be a good best friend to yourself? Oh, girl. <laughs> 
That such a deep question, Tammy. Oh, I know. I love it. I love it too, but it hurts right now. No, honestly, that's such a great question. Um, yeah, I am. I'm working on becoming my own best friend. Okay. For sure. And what I mean by working on that is, you know, being a little bit more forgiving with myself. Like some of the stuff, do you ever beat yourself up? Uh-huh. And you think if you're if your best friend or, or someone in your family came to you, you would never talk to them the way that sometimes we talk to ourselves either in our thoughts or or in our words. So yeah, the other thing too, Tammy, that I'm getting really good at isn't just the, the cheerleader to myself. Um, I'm getting really good at saying, girl, you have to own your stuff. Like mm. not that. Like enough of this, you know what I mean? And and getting way better at owning not just what I do well, but like, ooh, you know, I should have handled that differently. How could I handle that better the next time? Or what was what was really going on? Um, so that's actually been a big piece of my reflection during this time. So for me to get to be a better best friend to myself, I want to find that balance of making sure I'm keeping myself in check and owning everything that I can improve on, maybe things that I can make right, all that kind of stuff. But then giving myself those little pep talks where it's like, yeah, girl, you did a great job. You can do this and, and be proud of yourself. Yeah, it's really hard for us as, I'm going to say, as humans, as women, um, people who are perfectionists. And so I love that, right? So it's not just um, owning the good moments and the good things. It's it's acknowledging the, sh- the shadow and the struggles and the things yeah. that we're not as good at and saying too, like, all right, girl, you're better than this. Like you, you, you handled it this way, but now we're going to learn. We're going to, you know see that for what it is and we're going to move on. And so I do think we we all need to be a little bit better at that because we're we're not going to sweep it under the rug, right? We're not perfect. And your best friend wouldn't say, oh, oh, that wasn't so bad, right? She'd be like, oh my God, all right, you said this, but all right, this is how we're going to fix it, right? So again, that's that idea of of they're going to see it. They they own where you are. And it is not easy to be so raw with yourself, I think. I think it oh. takes a lot of practice. Yeah, but you know, it's so worth it when you do that deep, hard work, that all that raw stuff, it's so good. And it, it lets you figure out, you know, like, oh, you know, why do I react to positive things this way? And why do I react to things that I don't perceive as positive in a different way? Um, and it's really empowering. Um, it's liberating. And oh my gosh, you get all that stuff off of your shoulders. Mm. And just, that's such a big part of self-care. You got to work through the mess and let it go. Oh my gosh. And let it go, which, you know, I think since Frozen came out has been been everyone's theme, but really, <laughs> but really like three little words. So impactful in, in everything because we do carry around a lot of things that we cannot control. Um, and I think too, once we've seen it, we've examined it, we've, we've kind of figured out the next plan, then it is okay to let it go. Cause we're acknowledging it. We're not, you know, again, hiding it under the rug, let it go. We're, we're owning it and saying, okay, now I can be free from this lesson and be better as, as I move forward. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I totally agree. 
Yeah, I knew you would. That's why I love having you on here. I love oh, chatting with you. I always love chatting with you. I know. So I've been saying selfishly as, as the podcast host here, I get to, you know, reach out to people to about the conversation and um, you and I get to spend these little pockets together, you know, at conferences or little trainings. And I always really love and value our time together. And I feel like I learn so much from you and your grace. You've used that word, but you, you do have that and you carry that. So I really wanted to make sure that you were a part of, of this um, my oh, conversation because of all that you can share. You are so sweet. You just made my day with those words. And oh my gosh, thank you so much. And thank you for for having me. This it's always great to chat with you. And and you've you've given me lots of things to continue to think about. So I appreciate that as well. Well, my pleasure. It's such a pleasure to have been able to spend this time with you. And we were, we spent a little more time than this podcast because of our technical technological issues. So thank you for bearing with me through all of that too, and your patience. And, um, and I really look forward to when we could work together at a, at a conference or a training and hug each other and be on the stage side by side. I cannot wait to hug you. I'm going to have you back to campus too for my students. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love your campus and I love your students. So much fun there. Yes. Right. Well, Elizabeth Lenart, thank you so much for everything. Thank you, Pamela. I love you, girl. Gratitude to all of you, my friends, for spending time with Living Well While Living Online, and me, your host, Tammy Riley. This podcast is a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. A big hug and thanks to the team, Michael Bachman, producer, David DeRoche, executive producer, Heather Popovics and social media, and thank you, Scott Holmes, for your theme music. And of course, a big shout out to our guests. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. And you can listen to all of our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. You also can check us out on Twitter or Instagram at qupodcasts. And please feel free to send us an email at qupodcasts at qu.edu. I'm really looking forward to you joining me next week as I have my friend Ben Rippey. He is the owner of an event production company, very specific to the fitness industry. And our conversation covers big challenges in his profession, obviously, and his personal routine as well. So please visit us next week for a dose of Ben's positivity and advice on being in the moment. Until then, be intentional, breathe deep, and learn to be your best friend.